Mark. Action. <laughs> well, recording. On air. We're on air. Okay. Adulting. Am I right? Hello and welcome to the third episode of Traveling Thoughts with me, Emily Ma. How you doing? Hope you're doing well. I don't know. I don't know your life. But today I want to talk about adulting. Now, this has been inspired by the fact that I just came back from a dentist appointment and don't judge me, but I haven't gone to a dentist in a very long time and I thought it was high time that I pay one a visit. I'm not going to go into the details of what happened in that appointment, but let's just say it wasn't as bad as I thought, you know? I knew there was issues, but I'm taking steps to fixing all my problems to do with my teeth. I still have other issues, but you know, that's for another time. So yeah, I decided that it was time that I paid the dentist a visit. I categorize that as a very adult thing to do because even then some people still don't go to the dentist, you know, like what's the point? Well, the point is you should have healthy teeth and you shouldn't take that for granted. But anyway, trying to, well, not trying to, well, booking your own dentist appointment or even doctor's appointment and all that I think is a very adult thing to do because you don't necessarily need to in fact a lot of people just avoid and avoid and avoid because you don't want to be faced with bad news it's kind of counterintuitive because the longer you leave it the worse your situation might get so yeah go to a doctor if you feel like there's something wrong you never know you never know what it could be just go um, but yeah, going to the dentist and a doctor, right? It just seems like something you have to remember to do. And as a kid, usually your family, your parents or carer will be the ones to book you those appointments, even like getting an eye test, all those things. But then at what point as you grow older, do you start having to do it yourself? So the reason why I haven't gone in a long time was, well, first of all, I never really went as a kid either. I did have braces, but then after that, kind of just was like, screw you. Uh, and <laughs> never went back. In hindsight, yeah, I should have gone to the dentist more often, but I didn't. So at the age of 22, I'm finally going to the dentist. You happy now? I don't eat my apples, but you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. So I went to the dentist. And like even having to call up, I'm in the generation, well, I'm in the Gen Z generation where phone calls just freak me out. And I think it has to do with being like when I was younger, I would have to answer the phone a lot and then I would, I'd get really scared because <laughs> I didn't know who'd be on the other end and it would probably be someone asking about someone else or a telemarketer or whatever. And I hated those. I hated those because I was like, do I lie? But if I lie, will I get caught? And then will I be thrown into jail or something like that? So I have a lot of anxiety when it comes to phone calls, which is why I don't like making phone calls. But also, I think the main reason why I don't like phone calls is because I worry that I won't be able to hear the other person properly. Like they're muffled and I feel bad having to ask them to repeat themselves more than like three times. And at that point, if I don't know what you're saying, I'm just going to carry on and pretend that I do, uh, which sometimes works. But again, I try and avoid phone calls as much as possible, which doesn't help, you know, when you're working and you have to do 
meetings. Yeah. But I got through them. It's fine. Somehow you manage. You have to. Survival instincts. But yeah, so I had to call up the dentist, you know, register for a new one because was I ever registered to one? I don't think so. Deciding to go down the private route because, (laughs) you know, treat myself. And I feel like that's one tick off the adult checklist. I'm okay with going to doctors. Then again, I kind of just wait it out. (laughs) Which goes against what I said earlier about if you think you have something wrong with you, go see a doctor. But so far, touch wood, that, well, so far I haven't really had anything gone wrong. And usually if I'm ill, it's pretty bad. And that, yeah, that's when I have to go to a doctor. But so far, nothing. Uh, so I, I haven't gone to doctors in a while, and that's fine. But yeah, so at what point really do you become an adult? I know legally, when you're 18, you're no longer a minor. You get, if you commit a crime, you'll be char- like tried as an adult. That's, <laughs> that's how I calculate if you're an adult or not. I remember, go- well, it wasn't that long ago. But I remember being 18 five years ago. Yeah, going on five years ago and finishing off A-levels and deciding whether to go to university. Thing is, by age, sure I'm an adult. Mentally, I was not ready to take on university. Even though it was still school, it was everything else. It was having to figure out finances, student loan what that meant, what's interest, I don't know. Yeah, it was all the other parts that kind of stressed me out. Having to make sure you applied and paid whatever application fee. You don't really get taught those things, you just you just have to deal with it. And I dealt with that on my own. Mainly because I have, well, I have older siblings, but they were not in the country. <laughs> so I kind of just figured it out on my own and it kind of worked out, I don't know. I don't know how the government is okay with trusting 18 year olds with that much like that amount of money and then we're trapped with student debt for the next 30 years and in this day and age especially living in london can you really afford to pay off your student loans eh who knows it it just keeps going the interest starts building before you even graduated and once you've graduated if you graduate it's still there uh so that's fun but at 18 I felt like a kid because I literally I just finished my a-levels didn't do too well I'll tell you that um didn't really establish a good working like a work ethic sorry about that and now I have to go to university well I first have to decide which universities to go to and you decide that before you even finished your a-levels so what in your when you're like 17 you have to try and figure out what it is that you're going to do in university and it's not like university is your only choice but it traditionally your family wants you to go to university sure you can find alternatives you can do apprenticeships but at the time you weren't really taught any of that you were just kind of pushed towards the university route which i get i was trying to find alternatives but it was quite hard especially when you don't know what area or field you want to go into i have no idea i went from a maths and science based like very academic background 
at school. I say background. I mean, I did those subjects at school and I hated it and I didn't do too well in it. So do I stick with those? Like I barely passed science, the sciences and maths, but now I need to make a decision. I guess I have to choose one of those subjects, right? Do I? <laughs> but I didn't do too well in it. I, I could go down an art route. I mean, I wouldn't get in, but I'd probably do just as well if I decided to go down science because I was just, I failed. Moving on from that. It's hard. No one knows. Like I said in my, in the first episode, actually, like no one knows what they're doing. You think you do, you get there and it's not what you imagined. And so you have to adapt and maybe move on and do something else. I don't know. But at 18, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Nothing has changed. But how am I given like the choice and the responsibility to choose the career? Well, I've, like everyone tells you it's a very important choice. Of course it is, because you don't want to have to change your course midway through your degree. But a lot of people do that. But it's also a scary thought because that just means more money down the drain and more debt you have. Well, for most, for most people. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I decided to do computer science because tech is the future. <laughs> and mainly because my brother was doing computing in his first year. And I was like, you know what, I'll do that. Let, let's learn something new. And I got into university. I had my student loans or whatever. But I still felt like a kid because I was still being spoon-fed information, like being taught what I need to know. And yeah, university, you have to put a bit more work, be a bit more independent. Well, a lot more independent. But from A-levels, I still hadn't really learned how to study and work properly. So it didn't help in university where I couldn't establish a healthy working and studying routine. There's a theme going on with me. How am I still here? How am I still alive? <laughs> uh, but you know when I think about it at, when I first started I had no idea what it'd be like in university and you meet all sorts of different people and people who are very different from you and from the area that you grew up in so I went to university in Brighton it's kind of like a little London away from London by the sea that's how I describe it and everything closes at 6pm quite different for, for me who's very used to the city and everything closing at like later everything closing at 10 p.m it was nice it was different and it wasn't that far away from london so i could always just hop on the train and go back home which i didn't do that often i didn't mind being away from home and yeah i established a small group of friends i don't know something about it just felt like school all over again and i mean like secondary school trying to impress everyone and i could just feel it radiating off of all the other students and it just felt like we were all adolescence again but now we can drink and go out and go clubbing like is that okay are we allowed to do this because i still felt too young but technically i'm an adult you know i have all this money from my student loans now but i have to be responsible also got to pay rent luckily i had financial backing for rent so i didn't need to worry about that so much but uh, yeah you still have to survive and uni just throws things at you and you have to figure it out. You just got to figure it out. But yeah, that, that's a lot of responsibility to have at 18. And then for me, when I was a year older, so like 19, 20, looking back at the first years or lo looking at the new students who've just joined university, so the first years, I'm like, oh, they're so young. But it was literally me a year ago. 
Like, have I just aged myself that much in a year? But it's all about your experiences. You know, your age doesn't really matter because you could be way into your mid-twenties and still be spoon-fed everything and provided everything by your parents. Living a very cush life, very sheltered. But for others who may have had to, you know, get a part-time job while studying and having to juggle all these different things, they have a lot more experience working and in a different area of life which makes them more mature and they feel like an adult to me when I see them like they're adults but they could be the same age as me and yet I feel like I'm younger than them in a way it's a very weird thing when you're younger like a child you want to be an adult because you don't want to be told what to do anymore you want to be old enough where you don't need to be supervised by an adult all the time and you get to have money (laughs) Not realizing how much work goes into having a stable income. But you know, who cares? When you're a kid, you just want to be able to buy donuts and eat ice cream for dinner. So going into university, I can't say I ate very healthily, you know? When you're young, you have that high metabolism. And everyone warns you, you gotta be careful. Because when you're in your 20s, it won't be like that no more. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. I understand. I understand now. I mean, I always knew. You you just kind of want to... You don't want to admit it. (laughs) You want to push it back as long as possible. (sighs) But it wasn't like what it used to be. (laughs) So yeah, I I remember my eating habits in university. It wasn't that bad, actually. Don't they say you, you gained the freshman 10 or something like that? Because you're... For most people, it's the first time away from home. So your eating habits aren't very great and you gain a load of weight. I didn't have that, mainly because I was pretty lazy, so I didn't I didn't really eat that much. But that being said, I would eat a pretty big bowl of pasta a lot of times of the week. I don't regret it. I would still do that now because I love pasta. Pasta is so good. <sighs> and I would snack. But I knew when to stop. You know, if I had a big, like, share bag of crisps, I would know that I would have to stop. Like, don't finish it all in one sitting. Space it out and let it last. Because usually I would have, what, a grocery shop once a week. So a trip to the groceries. I had to make sure that my snacks lasted, which meant portion control. So I was pretty good in that regard. But if I looked at what I was actually eating, yeah, I wasn't eating three meals a day. I was stacking more than I should in replacement of actual meals. But I always had dinner. Ah, uh, well, uh, did I? Well, yeah. I, I, I fed myself. And then as I, you know, went through university, I guess in my third year, I was actually cooking myself better meals. <laughs> But also because Brighton is very hilly. It has a lot of hills. And for the first two years, even the third year, you you still had to go up a hill. So when you did go grocery shopping, it was kind of a pain because you want to bring all this food back, but you also have to hike back up the hill with all these shopping bags or, you know, this weight on you. It's even worse when you're hungry. Oh my goodness. When you're hungry and you just want to go home, but you have to make a trek up a hill. I had to take many breaks. 
<laughs> during lunchtime, when during breaks between classes, you know, I'd go from uni back home just so I could have make myself some lunch. And you know, most days the hill is fine, but when your stomach feels like it's caving in, ugh. You just wish you had super speed or something. Like, get me up this hill as quick as possible, please. But yeah, you have to learn a lot through, the, like, when you're 18. I feel like it's really weird. Adults know that when you're 18, you're still a kid because what has really changed from when you were, like, 16, 17 to 18? Like, not much has changed. But on paper and legally, you are now responsible as an adult to be able to do, like, to be able to, you know, make sure you pay your taxes and all that stuff and you you also have you get the minimum adult wages and all this stuff they don't teach you that at school i taxes i don't know luckily usually hr and that they deal with those things so if you get a job it's like here you go here's my documents cool and then you get a letter from hmrc going here's your tax code and here's this i'm like cool usually there's no issue Usually, if there is a change, like, I have to be prompted to take action. No way would I take the first step into making sure that I've updated my details. Like, it, it's very confusing to me. If I were to go self-employed and have to do my own taxes, I would probably screw it up. Like, I don't understand it. <laughs> uh, I guess that's why you hire an accountant. There we go. Yeah, where was I going with this? At what point are you an adult? And that would change from person to person, I think. Because, well, also, it's to do with context. If I was with a bunch of, like, young children, and, yeah, I'd be the adult, and I'd have to make sure they're all behaving, I would be the one at blame if one of the kids started playing with matches and set the whole room on fire. I don't, yeah. It could be a devil of a child, and I'd be like, that. that is a spawn of Satan, but still, I would get the blame for it. <laughs> I don't know where the matches came from, okay? But then if I was in a group with older adults, I would be considered the baby of the group. So I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm the younger one. You know, I'm, I'm the kid. And also, from my siblings, you know, I'm the youngest. So I've always been the baby of the family. So I guess that's where that always comes into play as well. Because when I'm at home, I'm never the full adult, the head adult of the household. Does that make sense? And I think you can tell when someone's the baby of the family, you know. They, they're the ones who usually get coddled or you get fed the most. <laughs> they get away with things. Usually. I don't get away with everything. But there is a big gap between me and my siblings, so you're not really fighting for the same things. You know, we're not fighting for the same toys. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite different when you have a big age gap. But yeah, I've always been the baby. Even in like friendship groups, being a June baby, like in school, you're usually one of the younger ones. Because of how the academic year is set out, if you're like a summer baby, you're usually towards the the younger side of the the group. So yeah, it's quite fun being the younger one because you don't have that much responsibility when you're with people older than you. But I rely very heavily on the fact that I'm usually the youngest <laughs> so that other people can just do things without me having to. It's also the introverted and shy part of me. I just don't want to deal with things. But when it comes down to it, of course, I will do it. Like, booking a dentist appointment, I will do it because I have to. Survival. So recently, I got a new tattoo. 
And you're allowed to get a tattoo when you're 18 because you're an adult. And I was having a chat with the tattooist. And he was saying, you know, it. he obviously drew, like, doodled a lot when he was younger. And, you know, when he looks back at all those drawings, he is quite thankful that the legal age to get a tattoo is 18. Because, boy, would those have been big mistakes. And I was like, yeah, when I was 18, I really wanted a tattoo. Or even before then, I wanted a tattoo and I used to save sort of inspo pictures. Looking back at it now, it would have been a huge mistake to have what I had planned when I was, what, like 12. And even when I turned 18, I didn't get a tattoo straight away. It took me a year to kind of figure out what I wanted. Now, I I think three years? Around three and a half. Yeah, around three years of getting my first tattoo when I was like 19. I'm glad I kind of waited the year to kind of to figure it out, to figure out what I wanted. Because I'm pretty sure I would have chosen something that I would regret. And looking at my... Well, I can't say all my... Like, my tattoos aren't mature and sophisticated. I don't know. Can tattoos be mature and sophisticated? They're, they're tattoos. Uh, but a lot of them kind of look like doodles. But my most recent one was a floral piece. And, like, that's pretty... That's pretty cool. I love all my tattoos. But, again, when you're 18... You're still a teenager, you know, you're still in your teens and you are given responsibility, you're given, you're allowed to give consent to have stupid tattoos and tattooists, depending on who you go to, will either say, yeah, sure, that's doable. Others will probably be like, no, you're going to regret this, but also at 18, you're probably going to a cheap one, which don't do that. Don't just go to a really cheap tattooist because you're probably going to regret that. I don't know. Unless you know the person. Unless you trust them. But do your research. At 18. Like they say, tattoos are permanent. So think about it very carefully. Luckily, I would say that because I was so used to seeing tattoos, my family having tattoos, that I knew it was a good time to wait and figure it out myself, you know, try and research who do I want to tattoo me and all sorts, which was already difficult because everyone has different styles and trying to pick the right tattooist for you. And I did it in Brighton. So yeah, it, it was a lot. There's a lot of tattooists there. You just got to pick the right one for you. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad through other people's experiences that I was able to make a right decision for myself. And I love my tattoos. But that's just one thing about being an adult. You still could have the mentality of a child, a teenager, but you now have like access. You've unlocked a new level to life. You have access to all these things that might not be good for you. I mean, you could eat junk food all you want because you're buying your own food now. That ain't good for you. You can get tattoos. You might make bad decisions. There are such things as bad tattoos. Okay, spell check people. And and everyone's okay with that. <laughs> and I can't, you know, I'm not saying that all 18-year-olds are children and they're not mature enough. But, you know, when when you think back, if you're, as an adult, as an older adult now, when, you, when you're surrounded by a group of 18-year-olds, you know, they, they vary vastly depending on their background and the things they've experienced in life. But again... You still have not seen the world. I have not seen the world yet. 
but I'm sure people my age have seen a lot more than I have. We're still 22 and we have our, the rest of our lives to kind of figure things out. So yeah, adulting is hard, but there's so much to figure out that school doesn't teach you. You know, I, I learned a lot about well, biology, chemistry, physics. I don't use any of those things, but now I need to figure out taxes, which probably isn't as complicated as like I think it is, but that's because I don't know. I'm reading the Gov website all the time because I keep forgetting like what all these things mean. Why are we not taught this in school? Hmm? And it's quite interesting because when you are older, you think back to when you were younger and you were like interacting with those older, like people you see as adults, for example, your teachers. And when I was in secondary school, I had quite a lot of like young teachers, like in their 30s. And outside of school, obviously they have their own lives. You know, they, they go out, they get drunk, party, whatever. But it's quite interesting because in terms of like your perspective when you're younger in school, like these are people with authority, they have power and you're just a student. There is a power dynamic. So you can't envision them being social outside of school, you know, partying, because to you, they just seem old. I don't know. They're not even that old, but they are old. And I remember people I knew in school trying to add teachers on Facebook and going through the pictures and like, oh my goodness, this is what they're like. And it's like, well, yeah, because they're still quite young. You know, why wouldn't they go out partying? But it's just such a weird thing to see because obviously at that age, you haven't experienced those things. But now, now that I'm older, I'm not surprised. Of course they would. People I knew who want to become teachers. And you think, wow, you as a teacher, imagine that. But it's it's no real, it's not a surprise. It's just, it's just quite funny when you look back at those moments and you think, you have to be a certain person in like a, the professional corporate world but outside of it you can be as childish as you want you, you still love going to disneyland you play with lego i don't know <laughs> all those things and i just find it quite funny it's it's just quite funny like i'm sure if i'm with young children or like toddlers i i would be seen as an adult but in another context around other adults i would be seen as a child but when you're over the age of 18 you are classified as an adult so you need to deal with responsibilities that no one teaches you how to deal with you kind of just have to figure it out yourself like no adult knows what they're doing they're just learning on the job you make mistakes you figure it out of course if you have like family members or like friends they're gonna warn you or teach you things but ultimately you just got to figure it out when you get there like we'll cross that bridge when we get there when you're a child you go into school, you play, you come home, you watch TV, you still play, maybe do some homework. Like, it's a very simple life. And as you get older, you have to fend for yourself a lot more. <laughs> like, you're you're exposed to everything else in the world. And you realise how scary the world can actually be. You're no longer sheltered by the adults in your life. You are the adult. You are the adult. And it's not as fun as you made it out to seem when you were a kid and I think as kids you just want the the trust from other adults that you know I can do whatever I want and I'll be fine but you don't actually want to be an adult because adults are old and boring and lame <laughs> no kidding but you know 
when you're an adult, you realize the reason why you're boring, old, and lame is because you have usually can't say that now, but usually you have a nine to five, and if you have a family, you know you have to go home and look after the family, and it's where do you have time to just be a child again? Sometimes I feel like that gets lost because you're so used to having to do certain things. Because if you don't do them, you'll be held accountable for it. You got to do your job in order to, you know, survive. Go look after your family. Otherwise, they won't survive. <laughs> and yeah, you have your, you try and fit in your hobbies and things like that. But I feel like a lot of adults just kind of lose their inner child. I think as an adult, it's great because now you can actually live out your childhood dreams. You can go on holiday to see places. I want to go to Disney World. And that means taking a trip to Florida and seeing your favorite childhood characters. That's like so cool. Oh, you can like afford to buy the toys that you want now or the cool gadgets that you couldn't, like you begged your parents to when you were younger and they said no. Now you can buy it for yourself. That like, that's too much power. The adult side of you is like, no, I've got to be responsible. You know, I shouldn't be spending money on this and that. But it's like, sometimes you just have to indulge your inner child. Because when your inner child is satisfied, I feel like the creative side of you just starts to flow. Because kids are very creative. You know, like nothing is impossible. And I think you need that when you become an adult. Because as you grow up, you're taught to follow certain rules. You know, you have to listen to the authorities and this and that. But like, when you're a kid, you're a little bit rebellious. <laughs> you want to do your own thing. You don't want to share. You should share. Sharing is caring. There's so much you want to do and your imagination goes crazy. You know, I'm going to go fight a dragon. <laughs> when you're an adult, you can't. You don't really say that anymore. You don't play those games anymore. But, you know, I think it's great to still keep your sense, your childlike wonder. Because then you see the world in a different light. And there are some good things in the world that isn't to do with, you know, making money and doing your taxes. I hope. Please someone tell me that there is hope for me. <laughs> but it is tiring. Life is tiring. Because when things don't go according to expectation, you know, everyone wants to have a well-paying job, their own house, maybe a car if you drive and you know all sorts of debt free like that that's the goal be able to go on a holiday or well, more than once a year outside of the pandemic obviously but again that all involves money it's just to have enough to be able to do the things you want to do but to do that you need to work and work takes a lot of time and it's kind of like what am i left with <laughs> is, is it worth it does is it worth putting all this effort in and then still kind of being miserable because you now no longer have the time to do the things you wanted to do. And it's trying to find this balance and sometimes it's just not fair. And like I mentioned before, you know, a brother told me, being an adult is just having to deal with being tired all the time because the world don't stop. It just keeps going. It stops for no one. You know, you can't just skip a day of work you know I mean you can try and pull a sick day but you know not all sick days are paid so you're missing out on some income but you need that to pay for bills and whatnot and it just starts piling up and it's stressful I don't even know where I'm going with this 
Oh, I saw I saw something on the internet where it went, when you're a kid, you want to be an adult. Or when you're an adult, you want to be a cat. <laughs> Which is very much a mood for me. You know, just you just want to be lazy and lay around and just be fed. Sit in a nice warm patch of sun. People watch. Get a little bit of a belly rub and... Ah, what a life. But yeah, I mean... I'm still a young adult, still trying to figure out life. And who knows, maybe in 10 years, I'll look back and be like, ugh, 20s, what what a ride. Wait, don't people say, like, 30s is when you do everything that you want to do when you're in your 20s? Did I make that up? Like, 20s is you're just trying to figure everything out. Maybe you're, like, grinding, trying to build that career or figure whatever path you want to go down. And then once you've established that in your 20s, in your 30s, you can kind of, you, you have a better sense of self and you can, you know, get going. Then again, I know people in their 30s and that, that might not be the case. Maybe it's the, maybe we just shifted it up another decade. 40s is when you're fully settled, right? Hopefully. Can someone confirm that, please? Is 40s when your life gets better? <laughs> I don't see myself living to 100 so, you know, 40 for me might be like midlife. I might have a midlife crisis. Shave my head. Run away to the countryside. Or maybe finally get my driver's license and live out of a caravan. I don't know. That could happen. Adopt a bunch of animals. Miscellaneous animals. <laughs> Just suddenly have a lizard for no reason. A pet snail. I think that I think that's what's so interesting. You never know where you're gonna end up. Like in a year, five, ten, who knows? Hopefully it's good. Future Emily, please give me a sign that everything's gonna be alright. Nope, okay. Like does anyone have a guide to being an adult? You know, there are parenting guides. Is there is there a guide for young do i just have to watch movies is that it you know those coming of age movies which they don't you know it, it's still fiction usually it's fiction and very glamorous and i'm like i my life is not like that who lied to me you're all lying to me yeah it's quite difficult because you start comparing your life to other people and they do say comparison is a thief of joy because you're you're on your own path you are you, you are not them. And so when you see other people, especially I think as you get older and you see people younger than you achieving so much, you're like, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? And it's just, it's not a great feeling. So I think now, like I'm I'm still young, I know that, but there are always people younger than me who are achieving so much. And I'm like, how, how are you doing this? Did you like crack the code? When Bitcoin came out, I was a kid and I thought it was like an in-game currency. I didn't know it was actual real life. I was really confused. I wish I was somewhat dumb enough to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Thinking it was for games. Because at least now I'd been sitting on, I don't know, like 18k for one Bitcoin. But no, that did not happen. And now, look at Bitcoin. I don't know, why did I segue into Bitcoin? I think when I was younger, I wasn't necessarily mature. But I did think a lot, so I thought th 
things through a lot more than other people would, which was a good and bad thing. So in a sense, I was slightly more mature than other people, but I lacked the life experience. So, you know, I didn't have, I wasn't very insightful. And even now it's come back to bite me because sure, I have a bit more life experience now, but I still overthink everything. So stops me from experiencing more (laughs) and taking every opportunity working on it. But I'm very interested to see where I'll be, even in a year, a year's time. I know people can be very goal-orientated, and they say, you know, I want to achieve this by this age and that age, and it keeps them motivated, it keeps them going. But I find it very difficult to think that way, because if I don't achieve it for whatever reason, it feels like I failed, and your girl don't like failure. It's not a nice feeling. But I need to sort of rewire my head into thinking you know failure isn't a bad thing because you have to fail a couple of times to succeed and also you you have to give yourself time you're not going to be perfect straight off the bat which is something I also deal with you know like how much time is enough time to know whether I'll be good at this like putting in your 10,000 hours like it's not gonna work for everything Some people obviously have a natural talent for things, but of course you still have to develop the skills. But for those who don't have a natural talent, you can still develop the skills, but it won't come as natural. But that doesn't mean you should stop, right? But like if I wanted to go into bobsleighing, uh, for example, I'm not saying that I will, but you never know. If I start now and put 10,000 hours in, will I be Olympic level? Like, could I become an Olympian? Will it be too late? See, I hate those things because usually the like the age of figure skaters is very young and they retire by the time they're like 25 or like 30. And then, yeah, sure, during your youth, you know, you achieve a lot. Maybe you went to Olympics, I don't know. And when you're like retired at such a young age, think you, you become a coach. It's not as fulfilling. But it's so weird how sometimes certain careers have, have an expiry date in a sense, which is a very horrible way of saying it, but some things you need to do when you're young, which is why as I grow older and I discover things and discover, like discover sports and new hobbies, I'm like, wow, I wish I did this when I was younger, when I was a kid, because that would have given me so much time, but I was never really pushed to do any of these things when I was younger. So like, I guess there's that feeling of, oh, it's too late to start, but I guess it just depends where you want to go with it. Like, do I want to become a professional figure skater? No. But it'd been really cool if I if I did when I was younger. <laughs> See, I live in my head too much. Yeah, I mean, it's never too late. It's never too late to start something. And you never know where it's going to go. If you love it, you just keep going and the opportunities will arise. Or just make your own opportunities. This is me trying to convince myself. I'm trying to convince myself, not you. I'm telling myself, it's never too late. Okay, okay, Emily, I shall listen to myself. But yeah, it's very difficult. I don't know, I think for me, when I think about being an adult, it's almost like I'm running out of time, which sounds very silly, I know, but you never know when your last moment will be. And so it feels like you, you need to do everything and you need to achieve so much at a young age so that you can build your future. And I read some another quote or something like, looking into the future, you know, it gives you like anxiety and then thinking back to your path brings you like sadness. I'm I'm paraphrasing. 
so you should live in the present. I'm like, yeah, but everyone tells you you need to plan out your future. So when some when people enough people have said it growing up, you can't help but to worry about the future. Especially like I guess if you think about like the housing climate is that word housing climate the housing situation better word <laughs> you know it's gonna be very hard for young people to afford a place to live in London and yeah you could move out of London sure but it's the fact that it's such an issue like will I be able to ever own my own house I don't know I don't know but back in the day it would have been a lot easier so the future is always changing and sometimes it's out of your control and you have to constantly take that into consideration so you can't really say just live in the present like well you know someday the future will come and it will be the present and then I'm screwed what do I do then and it just freaks me out I wish I cared less In in a way I cared less so that it wouldn't stress me out it's, it's kind of like fuck it attitude, you know? I do that quite a lot. Sometimes I just try and turn a switch off and it's like, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to do it. No Fs were given. Which does help me, but like deep down, I know that I'm like I'm shaking in my boots. Yeah, I don't know. To you listening, if you are an adult, like if you're over the age of 18, at what point did you think, I guess looking back, when did you think you're like, yeah, I'm an adult now. Like I'm a fully grown adult now I don't think that I've gotten to that point yet which makes me feel like I'm a late bloomer (laughs) because again a lot of people my age have achieved a lot of different things and I'm not comparing myself to them necessarily but you kind of want to know if you're on the right track but no one sets out a timeline or blueprint because it'll, it'll always change especially as time goes on and society develops. Not everyone is getting married straight after education. In fact, people are pushing it very late to the point where, you know, some people just don't get married. There's no need to get married. So yeah, there's there's no longer sort of key time, time checks, time marks, markers to tell you, oh, you should have done this by now or should have done that by now. Which is a good thing, of course, because you can live the life you want. But, you know, sometimes you don't want to feel like you're lagging behind everyone. <laughs> that you're being lapped by everyone on the, on the circuit. I wish future Emily could just tell me, like, what is happening. So I know I'm on the right track. Where, this obviously, this is where, you know, planning out your goals can help. But for me, again, I have difficulty gauging time so I'm like is is this enough time to to achieve this do I need to put more time into it like how how will I know I have like the big picture but if I was to like break it down into different steps like is a month enough time six months a year a couple of years and like investing into your future is like a lot harder to like understand and grasp for me because of course I have that fear of failure so you know, if I want to do something and I don't do it well first time round or in like a short amount of time, I think, oh God, I'm not good at this. I should just quit. But, you know, no no, no one gets it straight away. Usually, you know, it takes time. But you don't really see that. You just see the end result of other people. And you think, oh, you know, they're so good at this thing. I'm never gonna 
reach that level. So that's something that I am working on. Time is the key to put time and effort into things. But then the realist in me is like, well, just because you put time and effort into things doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be great at it. Like, don't quit your day job. (laughs) Ugh, I hate that voice in my head. So yeah, future Emily, help me out, please. So yeah, there's no right or wrong way necessary to live your life, as long as you're living by the law. Even then, laws can change. I don't know. Ignore that part. Scrap that part. Scrap that part. (laughs) Comparison is a thief of joy, yes, and you shouldn't compare yourselves to other people. But, you know, using other people as an example can be beneficial. For example, if you wanted to be an athlete, you look at what other athletes had to do to achieve what they did, and you can follow that, not necessarily guaranteeing you the same amount of success. But even then, you know, you can remix, remix it, change it up, and adapt it to your life and the way you live, and it can still work. It's never too late to go for your dreams. Again, I'm trying to convince myself. It's never too late. Just give it a go. And if, you know, it's the journey that's important. Again, still trying to convince myself. It's the journey rather than the destination. And who knows? You might get lost, but being lost just means you're going somewhere that you hadn't planned. Was that convincing? (laughs) Not really. I have yet to feel like an adult. But I'm going to embrace this. I'm still in that sort of transition period mentally of still feeling like a kid. But sometimes it feels great to just feel free like a child. But I'm aware that when it comes down to it, of course, I know when to be serious or when to be professional and be the adult I need to be. So it's a balance that I am very conscious of, but I think it's exciting. Everyone should remember what it feels like to be a child and still have that inner child inside of them. But on the flip side, know when to be an adult. So is adulting overrated? Eh. I don't know what it means to be an adult. (laughs) So thank you for listening to the third episode. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts. Do you feel like an adult? Do you know how to do your taxes? If so, let me know. I'd like to know. <laughs> um, like what what is an adult to you? What is it? What does it mean to adult? And when you turn eighteen, assuming that you're over the age of eighteen, did you feel? Like, finally, you're an adult. Now you can drink and have a driver's license and all that. And when you compare your 18-year-old self to now, how much have you changed? And do you now look back and think, wow, I know, I was still a child. I was still very much a kid. Yeah, it's quite interesting, I thought. I like looking back, but not too much that, you know, I dwell on the past. But it's nice to see how you've progressed because... Even if it feels like you haven't achieved much in life, there are certainly things that you have learned and have achieved that you might not really think are important. But, you know, they were necessary to get you to where you are now. And it's a nice thought. Reflecting can be quite fun. Heartwarming. Yeah. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts. I hope to see you next week. And who knows where we will be going next. 
until then hope you enjoy the rest of your days the rest of your days you're not going i mean huh yeah no uh, until the next episode <laughs> not the rest of your days that sounds quite scary <clears throat> i hope <laughs> i hope you enjoy your week and i will talk to you later adios <laughs> <laughs>